Hey folks, I am Ryan Goodman and you are listening to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. Join the conversation and find all my content at agricultureproud.com. Hello and welcome to the Agriculture Proud Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, and this is episode 27. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe uh, to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you might doing that. And I just got it up on Google Play, so be, keep an eye out for that. Uh, today, I'm still taking a break from our Over a Beer series with my good friend, Carrie Mess. If you haven't tuned into those episodes, you know, scoot back a little bit. And we're talking about some hot topics in agriculture, beef and dairy and cheese, uh, and definitely had some good fun with that. We'll be back next week with some more conversation about advocacy in agriculture, what that means for farmers, producers, or, or customers that are asking more about their food. Well, today I've got another farmer interview uh, from my trip down to San Antonio, Texas for the Bear Advocacy Forum early in March. And uh, today I'm talking with the West Texas farmer, Jeremy Brown. Now, Jeremy works with his family there in West Texas, and they raise organic cotton, uh, cotton and, and grain sorghum. And we talk a little bit about what that means to him and how advocacy is an important part of doing business today. You know, Jeremy is raising organic cotton, but he also has some other crops. And, and being able to use technology uh, such as genetic modification, biotechnology is an important tool in his belt and helps him to be a good steward of the land. And being able to talk about that uh, with customers who in his case are asking where their fiber comes from and what goes into raising that crop, you know, helping them to understand what all that means and how he can use many different tools in his belt to be a better steward of land and, and make his business successful for his family. We also talked a little bit about, you know, what that means in being able to use inputs as cost rise and his margins get tighter because, you know, there are or pests out there like the bollworm or the sugarcane aphid that are impacting his crops and to be able to have many different tools to be able to manage that is important to him and then also ask him why he's proud to be a part of agriculture and i think you'll enjoy his response there so you can find the show notes to this episode it's episode 27 at agricultureproud.com podcast you can catch up with jeremy on broadview agriculture his facebook page and you can find me on social media at ag proud ryan and let me know what you think i'd love to hear some of your feedback and what you what you think about the episode so for now, here is episode 27 of the Agriculture Proud podcast with West Texas farmer Jeremy Brown. All right, I'm here with uh, Jeremy Brown um, from Texas. So thanks for joining me today on the podcast, Jeremy. If you could start us off, um, tell us a little bit about where you're from um, and how you're involved in the agriculture community. Yeah, Ron, I'm a. I live out in West Texas. Um, I'm a fourth generation farmer, cotton farmer. Um, I love agriculture. I love farming. Uh, you know, after I went, after I got my degree at Texas Tech, I, I was away from it for a while. But when I finally got back to the farm, it, you know, I knew that this is all I ever wanted to do. And and so that passion for what I do every day is, I guess, what makes me an advocate for for farming and, and, and agriculture in general. Um, I see the challenges that are ahead. I see the the uh, less and less of younger generation coming back to the farm um you know i see the the rising input costs and the lower you know we're, our margins are getting tighter and so you know all that all that was said and then i see the consumer being more and more concerned about where their food or fiber come from you know i think as a producer as a, as a farmer i have to be an advocate or i won't be in business you know and i have to you know be out there you know putting a face with with the name and, and putting myself out there whether that's you know I have a social media Facebook page for my farm operation and it's amazing how many people just you know follow it that don't even 
I don't know who they are. I don't know where they're at. But I'm just trying to tell the story of what I do on my little my farm. You know, it might be different than a corn farmer or a soybean farmer or whatever. But you know, a lot of people don't even know where their you know fiber comes from. And I always try to advocate for the fact that cotton's a natural fiber and that you know that it's something that's a naturally grown product. And uh, you know, just trying to be out there in, in front of people and just you know be actively involved in, in whatever it is. And that's kind of why I'm here today. Okay. So as a as a cotton farmer, I know that. Uh the crop is, has depended quite a bit on genetic engineering and modification, mm-hmm. um, and that's been a big topic, obviously. What are some of the questions that you often um, often face or encounter? Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's just so much false information out there. Um, it's amazing to me how many people think that because we have genetically modified crops, therefore we're just, we're just spraying chemicals all the time because we can. And... <laughs> You know, I try to, one, tell them, one, I don't like messing with chemicals just as anybody does. Two, every time I spray a chemical, that affects my bottom line. And so I try to educate those people on, hey, you know what, um, I'm a steward and I'm a business owner and I've got I've to do whatever I can to not utilize some of those technologies, but yet have those technologies available when I need them, uh, whether that's like in my business as, as a cotton grower. Uh, if we had a big worm infestation on our on our on the bowl worm, um, by by the introduction of bowl guard technology through a GMO crop, we're actually spraying less than we did before we had the technology. Uh, we're not having to put out the insecticides that we were having to use back before we had this technology. Um, same with the same with the weed management side of the of the uh, technology and and able to have it get our fields cleaner and stay on top of them. Um, you know, but I also just try to explain to them that even though it might say GMO crop, uh, that doesn't mean that, I mean, we're still using a lot of the same old practices, using cover crops. I use compost as a natural fertilizer on a lot of my land. Um, you know, we're still doing a lot of things because, hey, I'm a steward of that land, and if that land's not productive, I'm no longer in business. And so i got to make sure that, you know, it's safe and sustainable in the long uh, for the long run, and you know, and so I just, you know, I think just making sure that people understand that. You know, I get a lot of interesting questions. I think one of the funniest ones is Ryan is, you know, somebody will be like, "Well, you're spraying, you're spraying a chemical over that cotton," and I look at them, they're wearing a synthetic shirt, and I'm like, "Well, let's just, let's, you know, let's get your priorities right." I mean, you're you're wearing a shirt made out of plastic, you know, which is uh, oil-based product, synthetic and plastic, and and I said, but you're mad because I might have sprayed Roundup to kill some weeds, you know. And so I think it's just making sure that people understand that, um, you know, farmers, we do what we can to be profitable. We do what we can to be sustainable, safe. Um, and we want to make sure that, you know, that it's done in the right way and just trying to educate people. So, so biotechnology is a tool in your tool belt. It is a tool. You know, it is a tool. And, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think people forget that there are pests that, like to eat crops. You know, I also grow grain sorghum. And um, in the last three years, we have this new aphid, the sugar cane aphid, that's now come on the scene. And, and it, 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 it can, it can um, increase so rapidly, like within 24 hours, it can just devastate a whole field. And if we didn't have biotechnology to help us address those issues, I mean, we couldn't, I mean, I, I'd lose a whole crop in 24 hours. 
you right. know. Tools like that have helped you be a lot more sustainable as a business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, year in for and sure. Year out. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. Those are, those, are, those are pretty critical things, and it's good to see, especially in a dry, dry climate like West Texas. Oh, that, yeah. That every piece yeah. um, becomes pretty valuable. It does. It does. Yep. Um, well, I sure appreciate it, and don't want to take up too much of your time, but one more question, and, and uh, something I kind of ask everybody that tries to come on the show and, and that I interview for the podcast is, is, why are you proud to be a part of agriculture? Oh, Ryan, I, I mean, there's so many things I love about what I do. I mean, I really do. I, you know, being able to, to take something from a small seed, you know, basically seeing the fruit of your labor, um, working outside, being with my family. It's still a family business. Um, you know, knowing that, you knowing that, you know, I see people, especially in my business, you know, I'm not necessarily growing a food crop, but, you know, on, on the, on the, on the fiber side and, and seeing, you know, taking pride in what I do and knowing that, um, I'm clothing the world and some, you know, my little small part is playing a part of that, but yet, um, you know, I, I just, I love working the land. I just do. I mean, there's, it's hard to explain. It's just in my blood, and, and um, the, there's nothing more that I'd rather be doing. Um, and so all those things said, you know, it's, it just get, it brings me a lot of joy, you know, getting to see um, working the land, improving the land, seeing your hard work. Uh, it's got its stresses. It's, it's most definitely volatile, but yet it's very rewarding at the same time. So, you know, all those things combined, I think this is why I'm passionate about what I do. And, and I hope to hope to continue to do it. And like I said, I'm a fourth generation farmer, and I'm sure before that they everybody farmed back then. So who knows how far back it goes? But you know, I'm hoping that you know maybe one of my kids will want to continue the tradition and the heritage that we have, and, and being the steward of the land. And so um, you know, it, it just brings me a lot of great joy. Oh, that's something we can appreciate. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I know we can probably find you cheering on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That's right. Olympic. Oh, yes. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> mentioned Facebook page for the farm. Where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, my farm and operation is Broadview Agriculture, and you can find that on Facebook. And it just kind of shows you just a, you know, we just try to post things that are what we're doing on the farm. And then we also just post things that are important to agriculture in general, whether it's farm policy or crop insurance or whatever it may be that affects us farmers. And and, you know, I, I, it's amazing. I posted a video the other day about when we were digging our peanuts. And, you know, some people think peanuts grow on a tree. And, you know, hey, if I got to help one person, actually, the next time they go buy some peanuts, hey, I saw how these things are harvested. You know, uh, it, it did its part. And so, yeah, check it out. You know, it's a, I don't have a whole lot of time to devote to the social media stuff, but I can take little pictures and post it on there. So uh, I like doing that. There you go. Every little piece helps. It does. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks. All right.